Hi, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of August 28th, 2019. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Hey, and we actually got some toys this week. Uh, I, Yay! I don't know that you played with yours very much, David, but... Uh, what, um... Yes, or wait, actually, maybe they did get a lot. You said it was slip, the, the slipstreams you didn't open. Yeah, I, I, I there's still the slipstream, the slipstream that I got last week that I didn't open, and a slipstream I found that I, I forgot I had that I still haven't opened. But I got, I, I got Skywarp and, and his little friends. They're cool. Yay! So I have, I have for now my, my complete seeker collection. Cause mm-hmm. I, I kind of missed out on the Target exclusive ones and I don't think they've shown up in stores around here yet. Like, the, the, I don't think I've seen any of the exclusives yet. It's like some more stuff showed up a few weeks ago and then it kind of dried up. The Transformers aisle has been, or section of the aisle has been squished down to accommodate other toys. Lots yeah. More Marvel I, toys. I definitely didn't actually find any toys like in brick and mortar stores. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. We've got some news, uh, and we've got a comic yep. book this week uh, that we will be talking about at the end of the episode, uh, the Generation 1 number zero issue. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, and yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. You read some Death's Head, didn't you? Or did you not get them yet? I have always read all the Death's Head, but I have not read issue two yet because my newfound okay. local comic shop uh, had not ordered them in early enough because... I'm like literally the only person they have who who cares about Death's Head, and I had not started going until I was looking for the first issue. Uh, yeah, but I'm, he said he will be getting that for me in a week or so. I might be the only one that ordered it at my comic book shop too. It's not on the stands, that's for sure. Although the, usually there's not too many extra comics on the shelves, other than the big yeah, Marvel so. and DC stuff. So, so yeah, I, hopefully by the next episode, I can talk about Death Said 2, number two, Death Said 1, number 2. <laughs> although, so, although it's yeah. also, it's also Death Said 5 because there's a new Death That's Head and, and he's, he's V. I, I was very happy in the preview to see Dr. Evelyn Necker in there. <laughs> okay, that's an actual Yay. thing. I, I don't. I like Death's Head and I sort of kind of know him, but I don't really uh-huh. know the rest of the lore around him other than Doctor Who fucked with him. Well, she Good was stuff. from Death's Head 2. She was basically the oh, one okay. who built Death's Head 2, or the oh, robot okay. that was to become Death's Head 2. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where she gets involved. <laughs> I was like, yay! <laughs> yay, more ridiculous Marvel UK stuff. Uh, Short, short review of issue two is, um, there's a lot of panels I really liked and took pictures of. Good. Especially like, it's been a while since I've, I've read a comic and I see a page and it's like, if I had the money, I would love to own the original art of this page. And and this Uh issue has one involving death's head and waffles. Mm. I would like that page. Well, he doesn't eat as he, no, he points that out, but. But just the art on that page is is really, really, it's really soothing pictures of waffles in Death's Head. Mm. (laughs) Sounds great. I am really looking forward to it. Uh, So I guess a a brief mention of some uh, 
similarly Transformers adjacent news. Uh, Hasbro is now the master toy licensee for Ghostbusters, which I think, oh, didn't we I... talk before? Or I didn't I talk before uh, when we were talking about Ectotron, about how there wasn't really like a toy company who had Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, I, I think that came up. Yeah, because, um, uh, oh, somebody did make some recent ones. Was can't remember. I remember yeah, seeing some in the recent like, years, but like it, it wasn't like Mattel or Kenner or any any big thing. It was like one of those uh, companies. It was that like just... Mezco or McFarlane or one of those. Yes, I'm trying to remember the ones that puts out the current trans <laughs> the per the current Godzilla toys. I think maybe it was them or the the Pacific Rim toys. Huh. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, there were definitely some in like the the older collector aisle stuff at Toys R Us that they were trying to get rid of all their Lewis Tullys uh, when they were trying to close the store. No, Nobody wants a $20 Rick Moranis action figure, uh, and honestly, nobody wants a $10 Rick Moranis action uh, figure. For $10, maybe. You okay, know, you fine. Could, you can have him hang out with the other toys as long as he's in the right scale. I'd rather have a demon dog, yeah. but... Yeah, I think those had sold by that point. Probably. They were. So yeah, so I guess now that whole thing that I said at the time is no longer accurate. Uh, <laughs> there is a master toy licensee for Ghostbusters, and it is Hasbro. Okay. Uh, also, Hasbro is, uh, they have declared that they are getting rid of plastic in yeah, their packaging. Th that, like, seemed weird. I, I mean, I guess it's good, considering... Well, there's a lot of... Yeah. yeah, I mean, considering it, well, considering everything's on fire. Well, it, it it it's. I mean, it it it's minor thing compared to the shit major corporations put out. But like, well, I, to be I did, fair, they are one of those major corporations. Yes, I I just I I did some cleaning up in here a while because I've I've had uh some older boxes pile up. I just didn't get around to cutting, and I cut up a bunch mm -hmm. of Transformers boxes, and I have. A garbage bag and a half full of the plastic clamshells I cut to pieces. Little shreds of plastic. Yeah. Thankfully, it's like recycling one, so well, hopefully my local um garbage, because I don't have a garbage van. I have to take my garbage out. Hopefully they take number one. Yeah. Well, I, they do take, um yeah. like, soda or um juice bottles and stuff, so that should be the Yeah, same I think that's a pretty basic one. That's why it's one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that when we talk about how, oh, individual actions can't do any good because it's big corporations causing most of the problems. I mean, this is one of the big corporations. Toy packaging is a major source of plastic. Yeah. And there, there are people complaining about how, oh, this means we're not going to have windows on the packaging. That, but yes. the thing is, plastic is plastic. Now, this is something... I, that, that sort of was driven home for me, uh, when I went into DC, uh, a couple months ago, uh, as part of my whole new job saga. Hmm. Uh, in DC, they do have one of those plastic straw bands, uh, and I ate at a McDonald's there, and the straws there are basically like, you can't really tell 
on a glance that they're not plastic. Mm. They're some sort of, like, plant-based, biodegradable plastic substitute. But are they... So I'm sure, and... Translucent. Yeah, that's the thing is... I don't think you can They were pretty translucent. Oh. They were actually pretty translucent. They weren't, like, crystal clear, but they were pretty clear. And I realized that the problem with the whole plastic straw replacement thing is that those frequently used things that uh, people can be allergic to, but you are not running your food or drink across toy packaging. Not not Uh, on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that those allergies are as much of like i mean i'm sure there are some people who it's it's intense enough that just touching the plastic is going to be a problem but honestly if you're at that level probably not touching random things that you're not familiar with anyway Uh, but it's not something where like a significant part of the population is going to be ingesting this so so that's there's a little more freedom to use those plastic substitutes in something like this that's not for food yeah, like it's why it drives me crazy when I see stuff that says it's gluten free. That's like lotion, and it's like you're not eating it. You know, well, um, <laughs> yeah, unless you're ingesting, it really does. But it is anybody. But the the getting rid of plastic bubbles on like deluxes and things—that's a good idea. Going to a box, but entirely getting rid of like a window to see like the horrible paint apps on toys, <laughs> like. Yeah, Sometimes I think what it is ugly. probably and you got to get the good one. It may just be that they've finally been they finally found an acceptable biodegradable plastic substitute that's clear enough to serve as as those windows. Uh, so I suspect we're probably not even really going to see the difference, except maybe in uh, toys that could be packaged on like a cardboard insert yeah. instead of a plastic insert and then you know that you might see but i i have a feeling that the actual see-through windows are just going to be some sort of bio biodegradable plastic substitute uh, but see. yes everyone is like oh my god everything's just going to be solid cardboard boxes and we won't be able to see anything well i well other than i would miss like having little windows i'd li- kind of like to go back to g1 where everything's in a box with a little window Instead of big bubble of plastic that ends up everywhere and you might accidentally cut yourself with the plastic as you're cutting it. Yeah. I I don't know who came up with the name Space Devil Packaging for that old, like, G2 clamshell packaging. Oh, yeah. It's it's evil and it's futuristic. That kind of packaging, you still get, like, some electronic equipment, like headphones in. Oh, shiminies. I hate that stuff. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I... I think it's probably not as bad as people make it out to be because there are substitutes that are probably, you know, comparable enough. Uh, so additional news. We've got lots of news out of Canada this week, uh, partly because there's a convention there, uh, but also partly because their, uh, their mint is making some Optimus Prime money. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I did see that. Like it's, um, well, 25 cents and was it $25 coins? Yes. There's a silver $25 one and then there's like a quarter. Uh, the quarter has like a lenticular thing and the, uh, the $25 piece has like a raised, like maybe the eyes glow or something. 
It's very fancy. Uh, I will point out that these things are not actually uh, $25 or 25 cents. Uh, the $25 coin is actually, uh, according to their website, converting it for me right now, $120. Oh, okay. Uh, because it's, I mean, it's basically like the Franklin Mint stuff we have in well, the U.S. Well, yeah, that, that makes it's, sense for like like the, the 25 cents to be more expensive than 25 cents. That makes sense. But the $25 being that much more, like if it was 50, okay, <laughs> that would make sense. But 100 25 that's that's a bit of a jump for a coin (laughs) the website tells me that uh with current uh conversion rates the quarter is 26 dollars oh so yeah that that's 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 more reasonable paying paying 25 dollars for 25 cents with a painting on it yeah, that that's kind of the collectible coin market although it's odd it feels odd that Canada's getting in on this business I didn't know they did that. Yeah. I guess it seems like apparently they do more of that than you realize because you do kind of hear oh, about I like guess I just haven't seen it before. Like random small island nations doing like fancy collector stamps and but yeah, apparently the Canadian mint does some of it. Uh, as far as other Canadian news, honestly, the convention stuff is probably really exciting if you collect studio series. Yeah. Uh, or well, if you wanted to make sure you got all of the Power Dashers. That, uh, the Power Dashers are more interesting. <laughs> or if you're, or if you're Raksha. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> the only, the only one of those I know I'm going to buy and possibly after this, this episode is Nightbird because Nightbird. Yeah, okay, fine. The Nightbird is pretty cool. I I do like the Nightbird. It's at least a good looking uh, But Nightbird. yeah, there's also the Drill Power Dasher and then some Studio Series stuff. Oh boy, it's yeah. Shockwave. He's not the best Shockwave. No. I'm sorry. All Shockwaves are insufficient now. Kind of, yeah. Although it looks like he comes with like some little buddies like the Einstein haired thing or whatever the I don't even remember yeah, I don't remember the names of characters from the obnoxious. live action movies. Oh, that's such a nice feeling. Stupid obnoxious little side characters who some random like concept artist was like, Look at this idea I had and they were like, Great, let's put it in the movie. Huh. We don't have anything worthwhile for it to do. But let's just, put it in the movie it's just anyway. They're harassing I, a dog. Because those live action movies were really just a lot of people throwing things at the wall and using them whether they stuck or not. Yeah. It's just, it was just a brainstorming session without an adult in the room to say, no, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Although. So anyway. The, the, um, I, um, the scavenger, when it, when the movie first came out, like, that was one of my favorite, like, Transformer designs. It's just this big, digging excavator thing that transforms into a two-wheeled ridiculous unicycle monster that is sort of like an adoptive parent to smaller Decepticons. Or at least that that was in a bit of the Okay, fiction. that was a pretty cool yeah. design. I don't think I'm going to buy it again. I mean, again, it was a good design. Because I got the original, yeah. and the original, well, the original was really not good, and this one doesn't look a lot better, other than the fact that he has fingers now, which is kind of cool, but... Mm-hmm. That's that's not enough to buy a guy who turns into part 
of a devastator I'm never going to get. No. But, uh, uh, so, um, the power dasher uh-huh. Zektar is kind of neat because when we first saw pictures, it's like, how does he transform with his head? And it seems like his head comes off to plug into his chest, which is kind of a neat idea uh-huh. that you could take his head and he kind of looks happy and you could plug him onto other things. <laughs> I'm not going to go on my rant about drill tanks again. I'm just, um, no, I'm well, not. We've had that rant in other contexts. This, he does look really happy, though. This is a, now a drill tank with a giant cannon on the tank part. So the drill is even less effective. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it, it is cool that there are power dashers. Yeah, it is neat that they're making them. The fact that they're making them is, like, a ridiculous point that they're kind of scraping for everything from the first two years of Transformers. Like, do some more stuff. Yeah. Like, come on, g- give me more ridiculous things like come my Seacons. Which we're slowly give getting. Give us a new character. Stuff. New characters? Well, which give us a new character. <laughs> give us a new character reminds me that on my list of, of, uh, toys I should go back and get, uh, that I couldn't get when they were at retail because I was super broke. I really need to pick up an Alpha Bravo. Because oh. uh, I never got around to getting him because before I got him, the actual slingshot came out and I was like, well, screw this helicopter guy. Alpha Bravo's uh, okay. Um, th- th- and- we should specify new characters that are not just Seeker Redecos because we're getting them <laughs> kind of. Well, Red Wing is new and he's, he's kind of okay or was, no, it, uh, I think the name came from the, the collector's club, but I don't remember if he had a toy actually. Although it's a seeker mm-hmm. mold. Just any seeker mold, you paint it red, and there you go. So it probably was one. There you go. Yeah. Not not that exciting. But yeah. I I do sort of miss creativity. Uh, as much as I like absolutely dedicated perfect color matching, and so yeah, it's we could have both. Why not yeah. both? Uh so that, that segs me briefly into mentioning that, uh, TFCon DC has a guest list now, uh, because that list I have of, uh, back toys that I need to be picking up is definitely going with me to TFCon DC. Uh, so I, I will be there. I can't decide. I'm still undecided whether I'm going to be there Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday. Uh, I have a very needy cat, <laughs> <laughs> but but I will definitely be there one of those days. Uh, possibly being creepy at Paul eating, or at least trying not to be creepy <laughs> at Paul eating. Uh, because as we know, <laughs> I have for a very long time had a, a fixation on G1 Perceptor. He's just, he's so good. I I love him. I want to hug him. Also, David Sobolov, uh, who uh, we have been talking about recently. Speaking of uh, shockwaves who are insufficiently angry, uh, over on Stasis Pod, uh, we are into the point of Transformers Prime, uh, where Shockwave has shown up, and he is David Sobolov. Uh, so he will be there. Uh, otherwise, we've got Alex Milne, uh, Casey Collar, Jack Lawrence, uh, Dan Gilvison. 
uh, who, is, you know, he's usually pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, we've got a handful of guests announced. I'm sure that's not going to be all of them, but it's definitely some. Looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah, I guess t- speaking of getting toys, look at these segs I'm <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, so do you want to do you want to tell us about your seekers first? I I have four seekers now. They're they're the overly greebly tech detailed underbase looking versions, but I, they're tetrajets. They're not quite tetrajets from the original uh more than meets the eye episodes, but um they they're fun to transform. They're close. I I like them. They're close enough. They like most jet transformers have their legs or some parts of their body hanging off the underside way too much. But mm-hmm. they're fun. I, I I have the original tri- I haven't had any version of the original trio of Decepticon Seek Jets since G1, I don't think. I don't I'm not sure if I have any other set, complete set of them. But I got these guys and I got Red Wing, so they're fun. They're good. I, I like to transform them. That, the, the sign of a good transformer is something that's fun to transform back and forth and not that much of a pain in the ass. They're almost a pain in the ass because there's a few steps where I have to like get out a knife to pry open spots or to pull, make sure the head comes out. But it's not overly difficult. It's not like, like trying to fit car panels in the space where the, I need to fit three things in. No, things just flap down, peg down fine. They're, I like them. I find that to be one of those situations where uh, being female is somewhat helpful because I get away with having longer fingernails than guys would. What? Uh, so well, I no, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> pry them up I, easier. I usually, I usually leave at least my thumbnails enough to get Transformers transforming. But the, the um... Yes. What is it? One of them, uh, I think it's Starscream. I have to get a knife to pry the two halves of his nose cone apart. Because he pegs extra tight. Unlike the I other do want to get that Starscream. Uh, I've still been getting more, like, dumb stuff. I'll probably end up getting more toys once I've actually moved yeah. uh, to an apartment and have more shelves. Because uh, right now that's sort of a problem. I do wish they had less of the tech greebling and a little less of the silver splatter paint, but otherwise they're better than the the classics seekers, which were well ended up becoming the cheesiest mold of all time. But they're tra- yes. they transform more fun than that, and they're taller. Yeah, that's that's good. Speaking of not having room for things, gosh, I totally forgot to mention Unicron. Uh, oh, right. Well, back, yes. Back um, to the subject of news yeah, for a moment. A, a lot of people have decided they don't have room for Unicron because his uh, fundraising ain't going so great. Yeah, as of right now, and this is Sunday, we're recording, uh, he is just a little over 3,000. Uh, I will say that I, I personally had to decide to sit this out, uh, because the thing is, I really want it to happen. Uh, I could technically scrape that money together by the end of the month, but I don't actually want him <laughs> or to have to deal with his physical presence in an apartment situation or honestly like 
he's he's gonna be huge he's gonna require his own furniture and he's just going to end up collecting dust yeah, like, in, in my my life he doesn't fit in any standard glass case that a lot of people already have for transformers you're either going to have to buy a new, deeper, wider cabinet just for him, or just stand him on top of a cabinet. He, he's... It, it's a thing. I, Which, like I said, uh, those entertainment centers, you can get cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yes. admittedly, I, I, I have one sitting around, but mine's in front of a window, so a cat can get on that and get in the window easier. And there's no TV, and there the TV's next. Uh, I thought it was so that Ultra Magnus could come in through a window and kick <laughs> it down. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but it's but yeah. There's like um, as of recording, six days left. Just over three thousand backers, and the target is eight thousand. So um, it, it doesn't even look like it's bad, getting get to halfway, like... which is kind of sad, but. See, that's the thing is that, like, if he was at, like, 7,000 right now, I would be like, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, but as it is, it's like I would rather just go ahead and not set that money aside in my budget and go, you know, buy other things. Uh, so, <laughs> like, like both of Hozier's albums on vinyl <laughs> and a very nice blanket. Because I had a I had a shopping trip this weekend, uh, so yeah, just, or a five dollar Blu Ray of Dracula Untold. That's <laughs> well, just I didn't. Have it was five dollars. I media. might even buy it, and I've never seen that damn movie. But it, uh, apparently, it's not good. Hasbro has discovered the demarcation line. It's like close to six hundred dollars, and like like two and a half feet tall is. is like, this is too much for your average Transformers fan to really want. Yeah, we are not Star Wars people. Yeah, uh, well, the, the the sale barge was only 500 which is still a lot, but... Not quite as a no. lot. I mean, the thing also, is, there, he there's looks... there's more Star Wars fans. He looks mostly he, really, he really good. He looks like he's worth it. Yeah, there, there's a few details, like, a bits of the face that I don't quite like, but, like, the heft of the legs and the arms are really cool, and the, the way the wings are, are and the, the grabby mouth, there's lots of neat things about him. Yeah. But there's not enough for me to spend $600 on him. I mean, I'm just really trying to, like, picture, just, like, estimating just based on the size of my previous apartment... Just like trying to figure out where he would even go. <laughs> yeah, I. That's a lot of space to be turning over to one toy that I'm just kind of lukewarm on. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's like I have a toy that's bigger than that. I have a almost three foot, or is it? No, maybe it's only two and a half foot tall Godzilla, who's like mm -hmm. three and a half feet long. Mm-hmm. But he's a good doorstop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about bits falling. If if a cat knocks him over, there's no problem. A cat oh can use him God. as a scratching post. When my cat was a 
baby, one of his favorite places to get was right behind Metroplex, and he was just slowly <laughs> pushing him further and further off the shelf, and I can oh. absolutely see him doing that to this Unicron. Yeah, that- Just hiding behind him all the time, and just his bulk just slowly pushing him to the edge. That actually reminds me, like, uh, of... I haven't seen her do it since. A few weeks ago, one of my cats, Crystal was using Trypticon, which I had to move onto the floor because he's big. He's not even as big as this Unicron. He's been sitting on the floor in my bedroom. And I saw her using Trypticon's claws to rub her face, (laughs) which was adorable. But I was in bed at the time. It's like, oh, shit, I don't have my camera. I can't get this. It's so cute. (laughs) So, yeah, as, uh, as as a crazy old cat lady... I'm I'm gonna have to I've decided I'm gonna have to pass on the Unicron. I want it to happen, but like I said, that's that's the way to sum it up. I want it to happen, but I don't actually want it. Uh and if yeah. it was closer, if I felt like I had any chance of, of helping, then I would, but at this point I don't think one person no. deciding they don't have that much room in their apartment is is gonna make that big a difference. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the Unicron situation. Uh, I also, I got, well, okay, I got one third party toy I will speak of briefly. Uh, I got Iron Factory's Tarn. Uh, he is amazing. Uh, all of their stuff is just extremely detailed for the size. Uh, so he's like the sort of legend's size. Uh, he is a bit, he's a head and change taller than the sideswipe they did. Uh, which I have the G2 Ooh. version of, which we will get to in a second. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's really cool. I don't know why they felt that they needed to make the DJD combine, uh, but it doesn't actually seem to have hurt this particular toy. Uh, I, I will probably end up getting their whole DJD set. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's pretty cool. Uh, as for actual licensed transformers, Oh, so uh, I had side, uh, side note before we, we you move on to uh, the actual toys you have. A side note, you I, say. I, I just looked to see if the, <laughs> the the Cookie Monster is doing any better than the Unicron. Uh huh. It, its target is only three thousand. It has just under six hundred, and there's only three hours left. So oh. I guess that's not happening either. Oh my goodness! But he, okay, he's only he's only half the price of Unicron. Uh, these were some nice ideas and i hope that they find some sort of home in some fashion Mm. Uh, but yes so i uh i got the g2 version of siege sideswipe uh which is an amazon exclusive which was like you know i just started having money again so i'm making actually able to decide like where I want to buy things from. And I'm like, you know, I want, I'm going to try to avoid buying things from Amazon. Uh, I feel like buying things at brick and mortar bookstores at this point should be part of my philanthropy budget. Uh, I kind yeah. of feel like my, my, this brand spanking new local comic shop I have is a charity case. <laughs> but, uh, so, but I, I, well, I decided yeah, I kind of are. Yeah, it is. I I decided I wanted to try to avoid ordering things from Amazon as much as possible, and then they get an exclusive transformer, and it's G two Sideswipe. It's like well, it's not damn just, it! Like 
the, my Skywarp is also that, and also there's, um, I don't think it's out yet, the, um, Impactor and the Translucent Ooh, and Mirage. Mirage Blue is also yeah. there. It's like, I, I had to decide which one I wanted most, and it's Skywarp, my favorite, probably my favorite original Transformer. I still haven't decided just the black and purple skulls, which yeah. of those impactors I want because one's got a more IDW yeah, helmet and one's got an extremely G1 helmet uh, and they're both pretty cool. But yeah, so I had actually uh actively decided against getting Siege Sideswipe uh because he he looked really cool. Uh, there was also a red alert version, which I was tempted by because Auto Berserk is one of my favorite G1 episodes. Uh, but I said, no, I am not going to get Siege Sideswipe because they're going to do a G2 one at some point. <laughs> and then they did. So I had actively chosen to, to hold out for this version. And, and there he is. Uh, I am kind of tempted to keep the, the mailing box that he came in. Because it's one of those where they basically, like, the toy itself is in a cardboard box with no windows, uh, back on that subject. Uh, but it's in, like, a plain cardboard box. And then the plain cardboard box they just slapped an Amazon label on, which I assume is what they did with Skywarp. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, even though they are called the Alpha Counter Strike Force thing, <laughs> The actual uh, cardboard box says TRA WFC Firestormer Pack. Uh, so... Oh, yeah, I think the Skywarp had a silly name, too. Where... I don't remember where that box went. So I, I have already discussed at length my uh, my unreasonable nostalgia for the concept of, of Firestormers, so I kind of want to keep that. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a perfectly good toy. I mean, the thing is especially with these you know because everything is just like g1 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 they can't really you know nothing about it's like oh this is a really surprisingly innovative transformation step uh, because he's just an updated g1 car not even an updated g1 car he's an updated 84 car uh, but he's he's a good solid toy. Uh, he is one of the ones that is not covered in Greeblies, even though I think that the G2 version actually could have stood to have been covered in Greeblies in a way that the <laughs> yeah. in a way that the 84 colors would not have done so well with. Uh, I'm very glad I got him. Uh, I put trench poot in his hand. Uh, I want to get more weaponizers because I want him to have more guns because he needs guns. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, also, uh, if you go on Twitter, uh, where, if you go to my account at WreckerGen, uh, I posted a picture of my, uh, Masterpiece G2 Sideswipe, uh, my OG G2 Sideswipe, uh, which is actually the one I bought in 1993, probably with babysitting money. Uh, the <laughs> Iron Factory, uh, exclusive, like a Hong Kong convention exclusive G2 Sideswipe they did, and then this new one. Uh, and it's cool. I like them. They yeah, make me happy. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of surprised, like, that this one is, the, the vehicle mode is almost the same size as the Masterpiece. Like, I didn't well, realize the Masterpiece was that small, although he sort of unfolds more to become a taller robot. 
part of it is, yeah, the perspective in the photos that I took. But yeah, part of it is just that that masterpiece sideswipe car mode is very compressed. Mm. He's mm. dense, like there is no empty space in that car body. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's actually not, not as big a difference as one might think, but part of that too is, is just the perspective and I might have to get, uh, the masterpiece one back out of the basement for a few minutes to, to take a more, uh, direct side by side picture. But, but yeah, the masterpiece one is just really dense. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm very excited. Uh, also, uh, Slam Dance has, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but he, uh, has had some problems. <laughs> Wait, I heard, I heard there was an issue, but I forget what it was. Uh, it involved his left ankle, like, being mismolded in a way that is very breaky. Oh, uh, so I, I can tell you that mine does not seem to have that problem. At least I transformed him and I, you know, there was some stuff that was maybe a little firmer than it could have been, but I mean, I transformed him perfectly fine. Uh, so I can say at least the ones coming from like the warehouse in Virginia seem to be okay. <laughs> Uh, I know the stamp on the box was the same, uh, that had been reported as some of the defective batches, but the actual on his foot, uh, it says, uh, pound sign E5563. Uh, so I can tell you that that batch is probably okay. If you get one that's got those numbers, it's probably okay. <laughs> uh, so that was good toy roulette luck for me. I'm, I'm glad that he is not pre-broken. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting toys. Uh, so there's uh, again, like you said, there's Death's Head, Death's Head original number two, uh, which I did yeah. not get yet, so I can't say too much about that. But we also got uh, Simon Furman's little Simon Furman and Guido Guidi's little 84 project. Uh, so, I have a few good things to say about this. Uh, one being that I'm, I'm really glad they didn't draw it out for five issues. <laughs> because that is... Yes, it, um, stuff like happens, some... like, like there's a lot of things happening. Well, at, at least twice as much event happening in this issue than the current main series. Yeah, there's that, and even just like... Other, I mean, you can kind of think of, oh, it's a, it's a gimmick book because, you know, yeah. it's just for the, uh, 35th anniversary. But like, the Transformers versus, the Transformers Ghostbusters crossover does not need to be five issues. Yeah, uh, so. It, uh, I'm enjoying it, but it, it, it does seem like the story is, could have been done in like three issues, possibly two. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad that they kept this to one extra long issue. Uh, yeah. On the second page, uh, Perceptor is miscolored in exactly the way he was always miscolored in Marvel G1. And that yes. makes me extremely happy. I, I think everyone's properly miscolored. Like like the sound wave is the, is the right shade of purple for some yes. reason. Sound I, I'm kind of disappointed purple. nobody is entirely miscolored. Unless one of these star screams is actually supposed to be Thundercracker. 
I mean, that's possible. There, there are some panels where just everything past a certain point, as far as like the background versus foreground, everything past a certain point is just the same sort of desaturated purple. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice aesthetic aesthetic thing that I liked when they did um in the, the Optimus Prime series. They did mm-hmm. that some. Well, yeah. Like, did that happen in Lost Light? No, it didn't really happen in Lost Light that much. It was it was more in the other series, which is nice. It's like the Yom Tov coloring. There was a bit of that at the beginning of More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, hmm. there were the dots at least. Oh, I love the dots. So, but yeah, and there's a lot of just characters being solid colors in ways that they would probably try to make them all kinds of gradients now. So, uh, the arts, I, I think I mentioned before that one of Guido Guidi's biggest strengths is being able to copy other styles. Uh, and yeah. I think he does a really good job here of just making it feel like an 80s comic. Uh, the colorist was John Paul Bove. Uh, so he is the one who we have to credit mm-hmm. for all the desaturated colors. Oh, uh, uh, the, the credits page is really freaking hard to read. <laughs> kind of. Because yeah. it's a close up of Optimus Prime with, with, with the dots in the background. The problem yeah. is the dots are really dark green and the text is an odd font layered over top of that, so. I could it, not it, actually make out the letterer's name at all. Yeah, it does look a little off, but but yeah, it's and That's okay, my only maybe, complaint about the artwork really. I don't know. Go ahead and say what you want to say about the story because I feel like I might have I, controversial uh, opinions. I love the artwork. The story uh-huh. is okay and competent. It's a past thing with, with the Autobot clones and, and, and uh, punch and double or counterpunch. It's like, okay, yes. be working those, th- working in characters who really didn't do anything in the original G1 comic mm-hmm. into this thing. And, and then it, it, it ends up, um, kind of indicting Optimus Prime for sending himself and some of the best and brightest Autobots on Cybertron to a death sentence in his eyes to get rid of Megatron? Okay, <laughs> That's a so bit much. I feel, I feel that this is an extremely Marvel Comics Optimus Prime thing to do. Okay, because... that is true. Yeah, th- this this is very much the, his his Jesus complex at maximum strength. Yes, this is not cartoon Optimus. This is. Marvel Comics Optimus, who was always a lot more, like, tormented. Uh, so yes, basically, the, the sort of reveal at, I guess going through the whole thing, but especially at the end, is that, uh, basically he had sort of engineered taking the Ark off into space and having Megatron chase him with the intent of getting them all killed to, so, Basically to sacrifice themselves to take out Megatron. Uh, which, yeah, is, is a very Jesus complex. But I felt that was, that was just like very Marvel G1 Optimus in a way that he isn't always allowed to be in anymore. Uh, so I like that. I like any use of, uh, punch and counterpunch, though every time they show up, I'm reminded of like a botcon ages ago and like, 
98 or 99 where at the food setup there was a, a thing of punch and it was actually labeled and we all thought that was the most hilarious thing <laughs> because his Decepticon counterpart was nearby. Did no Real one nearby. add a label to it that it's counterpunch? No, uh. no. Oh, actually, but, uh, that, that's a thing that should be in the fandom. Like, there should be an official recipe for how to make counterpunch. Yes. The drink. It's blue. Oh, ooh, food but, coloring, uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing Some is, maybe. Optimus is using him. I, I suppose in this case, punch is the, the main personality. Uh, but yeah. he's using that counterpunch persona to basically reveal to Megatron what their plans are for leaving the Ark so that Megatron will chase them. Uh, and I suppose it's also, uh, so there's sort of the, the two stories going on, one in the far past with the Ark and then the other that, uh, ties into Man of Iron, uh, which was yes. the, uh, which it- the, the, the it was it was um originally it was like just a Marvel UK story that was imported over here to fill in an issue. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was that this ties into that is that feels weird. It it feels like good use of of like all the buffalo, so to speak. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, but, but it's like tying it to that. It's like that's awesome, but that's also confusing at the same time. Yeah, it's I like, mean, oh, it, oh. That, I, that means the, the, the clones are the man of iron and one of them is dead. Oh no. Well, I. Or actually, Earth the, oh, I, I, he's I, not I'm red man of dead. iron. He's just hurt. Uh, but, well, it seems to be implying. No, actually, the. Well, okay, not necessarily the man of iron, but basically this pair of, of Autobots, my sons, Fastlane and Cloudraker, <laughs> who I love. They are good boys. Uh, they, they aren't like really, uh, expositing their personality quirks in this the way that they might in an actual G1 comic, but they're definitely, you know, dudes. They're cuties. Yeah. They're the characters that, that kind of character that I like to refer to as the cuties, as, you know, they, they come off as being younger, sort of, not not hot shot as an actual hot shot though I guess there's that too but being the sort of young and maybe a bit overconfident uh but basically they and also a ship of decepticons come perilously close to discovering the ark uh and punch tracks them down and ruins all of their plans because of this directive he was given by Optimus to not let anyone find the Ark because, you know, they'll find Megatron too and wake him up, etc., etc. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, they end up fighting along with some Saxon hordes and some Vikings and, and it's all, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, so, uh, yeah, it's, King Canute. Yes. So I, I liked it. I liked the art a lot. I, I got that it used my sons. Uh, <laughs> the Decepticons are also a fun, just random assortment. Though it's interesting that Wingspan is there and not Pounce. Yeah, that, that was odd, but I guess, I, I don't know. It, 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 the choices seemed random, but entertaining. Cause it, hey, Erector's in this comic. That's, that's something. <laughs> 
Yes. There are some some uh, MicroMaster construction folks at the beginning helping get the arc ready uh, alongside miscolored, <laughs> correctly miscolored Perceptor. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked it. I think it it is exactly as long as it needs to be, and that's something that is not frequently the case these days. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like it's supposed to feel. Uh, it's it's a good buy. Uh, I would say I I would recommend it if you are like me and you're someone who can appreciate the perceptor is correctly miscolored. Uh, if yeah. you're not really familiar, if you've never read the Marvel G1 stuff, it's probably not going to be as as much to you because you're probably only really familiar with infallible hero Optimus. Uh, so it might come off as trying to be edgy. I. I'd recommend it for the art alone and, and the coloring, the the dots. Oh, yes, I, I love the dots. Like, like it's one thing that annoys me in like some reprints. Like they'll go in and and touch up and change comics, old comics. Yeah, so that it's like modern coloring, and you lose the dots. You lose a I lot don't of like the texture that. and the flavor of what old yeah. comics were. Like it, it, yeah, it had a shape as opposed to like flat panels of color. It, uh, it, it just, I remember seeing something recently, I can't remember what it was, comparing like a comic panel and, and in a re, in a recolor, which was cleaner and it looked nicer and better, but it, it did not have life in it anymore. It, it did not have energy. It also didn't feel like the, the, the 80s, as it were. Yeah. Like, live in the nostalgia. Live, live with the Bende dots. Yes. I, I, personally feel that reprints of stuff that old should really have to use the the old like paper stock and and technology because it's just uh, not it's not the same i wouldn't go th- i wouldn't go as far to the paper stock because that shit would yellow like crazy yes slightly well, better okay. paper stock it, it doesn't need to be hyper glossy but it needs to be a right. little bit better than 80s cheap newsprint yeah, okay, fine. Not printed on tissue paper like the UK stuff. Uh which did yeah. get higher quality coloring because it could hold better color, but it was also very thin. Uh so anyway, yeah, so I uh I think next time we are going to have a comic by your favorite artist. Uh <laughs> And I'm sure I'm going to hate the writing because it's just some, like, digital media rando. It's like the founder oh. of Vice or something. Oh, right, Dad. I forgot the writer entirely because all I remember is, oh, Raymond Deli. I'm not paying for the printed version of that. Your your brain shut down at Raymond Deli? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I will pay for the printed version of that, but only, again, because I consider my local comic shop to be an act of charity. Uh, <laughs> what? So it's, well, to be honest, that's kind of every comic book shop. I mean, um, yeah. I'm concerned about my local comic book shop. It, it's small. It seems to do business, but just barely. Mm-hmm. And the person who runs it now is... Is I I just found out the last time I cut by overhearing conversation. She's selling it to somebody, and my thought is, oh, shit might happen where that's gonna tank in a few years. It's like, yeah. but I'm not. 
in a way, I'm not entirely unhappy about that happening because it would mean I would buy less comics. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, so uh, save me money. So, but, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, we will have more comics when we come back, and we will probably enjoy them less than than we enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. Such is well, the way. Hopefully, of you'll have. Maybe you'll have an issue of Death's Head, and you can we can talk about that. <gasps> oh, I will enjoy De- that. Death's Head I, hold us up. Yeah. I made some comment on Twitter about how I kind of wanted to get a tattoo of Yanniger's G2 Sideswipe art, but I think what I'd actually <laughs> want to do is commission Keizama to to draw some new oh. G2 Sideswipe art to to get as a tattoo. Oh uh, my! <laughs> oh, Keizama art is tattoos. Wow, that's um. To be honest, like, tattoos are a thing I thought eventually might, I might get one, but I could never, like, think of anything that would be cool enough or I'd, like, want to design it myself, but Keizama art! Her art is, like, mm-hmm. crafted to become a tattoo. Wow, that's, It's um, very good. Yeah, it's very that's good. That's a thing. <laughs> so, yes, I, you know, he's just, like, it's, Totally not even out of character for the for the character to be like I'm gonna be an edge lord for a couple years, <laughs> <laughs> and he loves guns. I mean, even in the current IDW stuff, he loves he loves guns. It's like the yeah. the even the ongoing current IDW thing. He's like going on about some gun he has. So it's it's entirely in character. And also, it's how things were when I was in high school, and that's always how things are supposed to be. So, <laughs> anyway, so I guess that is it for this week. Uh, I don't know what toys I might have next time, but I might have some new toys next time. Uh, you might have some new toys next time. There will definitely be comics, and we will probably be mourning the Unicron crowdfunding. Yeah. Womp, womp. But until then, I have some Fire Emblem to play. Uh, So this has been Jen. (laughs) And this is David. I have some Gundam to play. (laughs) Yay, games! Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.